Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, Offsite Presentation Preparation, Hotel Logistics, Part 3 of 3. Hotels receive all kinds of packages on a regular basis, right? They get packages for themselves. They get packages for their staff. They get deliveries for arriving guests. They get deliveries for groups, either using a meeting or staying as a group in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And your package is just one of them. If you want to be successful at a conference or doing a presentation at a hotel, you need to manage any advanced shipments pretty tightly. Yeah, you, look, you won't know how the hotel is going to handle your shipment. You just won't. We've been shipping packets and materials and equipment to hotels for 20 years, and we still don't understand the logic behind why packages end up where they do and how the specific instructions on the packages are ignored or actioned and what the pattern is. There's just none. We don't get it. If we saw a pattern, good or bad, we could plan around that, right? or use the process, whatever it is, to get what we wanted. And certainly part of this is that every hotel handles it somewhat differently. We just haven't been able to figure it out. You know, even today, after 20 years of doing this, we are at best hopeful. We're usually just resigned. And at worst, we're fearful of the status of our packages at hotels that we go to. Now, it's not a pattern, but as a general rule, packages for arriving guests are kept near the front desk. But that's only a general rule. Sometimes they're kept in shipping. Sometimes they're in banquets. Sometimes there's a cage. They call it the cage. Sometimes the conference you're presenting at, for instance, this happens, has its own special place worked out in, in, a, in a command suite, probably, you know, upstairs somewhere. So there's all kinds of different ways. Yeah, each hotel is, is different. So one of the things that you've learned that help address the issue that there are really no kind of standard processes. How do we ensure or at least help ourselves in reducing the chances that our package is not going to be there when we need it? Well, thematically, it's the same as as planning in advance, which is do so assertively, manage the details. You know, you don't have to manage aggressively in the sense of being rude or unprofessional. I think actually the word we use was affirmatively. We, I mean, we're going to know how to do every single step to reduce the degrees of freedom, if you will, in every single step. The first one is ask in advance how to address a package. You ask the hotel how their system works. Usually, package are addressed to yourself with an addenda next to your name like arriving guest or meeting presenter. But look, when they sign for your package, they don't go and check that you're a future arriving guest. They don't. And because they don't, they are not sure where, you, where you're going to be. And it depends on the training of the person at the front desk, right, or the person who's signing. Usually what's supposed to happen is that the package is received is put where anyone on staff can get to it. But you never know. So ask in advance how they would want to do it. Would it be better to um, ask them to deliver the package to your room so when you get there, you know you can find it? Would that help? Believe it or not, no way. No. Okay, we've huh. had the least success of all of the processes we've tried with this approach. Look, it might work if you're going to be at the hotel for two to three days before you present and you don't care that you know whether it's there in the first eight to 10 hours. We still don't recommend that as a plan. And look, the reason is pretty simple. 
what happens is the hotel makes a note in their system which says, deliver package to room upon check-in. Once that note's in the system, the front desk people don't have to worry about it, as they're not going to be the one that's going to deliver it. But who does deliver it? You just never know. And sometimes it's already in the room if they've picked out the room. But then if you change your room, it's not going to be noted in the system that you changed. Well, your your room change will be noted, but they won't pick up on the fact that they left your package in what is now going to be somebody else's room. If it's not in your room, you have to call the front desk who's going to check their system, inform you that there's a note that says deliver the package to room upon check-in. But again, because they're not going to do it, they're just going to call housekeeping or call the bell staff or whatever. Front desk doesn't know where your package is. If they do a cursory look where some packages are kept and they don't find it, they'll assume housekeeping has it or the bell staff has it. But they're not going to check. And neither is the bell staff. And neither is housekeeping. And suddenly, you're just in this gray area where no one feels an obligation to go get the package, and yet you don't have the package. And... It's interesting. One of the things I've learned is that hotel staff really think often, and I think part of it is youth just becoming, learning how to be a professional in a job, right? Because these jobs are fairly low paying in many cases. I think, think it's a case of not understanding the difference between I did my best and the guest still doesn't have his package, right? If you're, you're shipping something and you don't have it, then the actions haven't been completed. But to a young person, and I think this is probably true of me when I was 20, 21, 22, says, well, I've done what I can, and that's good enough. They don't realize until later that customer service means it's not enough to do what you can. The guest still doesn't have what they're looking for. Right. Now, it's pretty obvious what the answer is, but let's address the issue of making sure that the package actually gets to the hotel in the first place. I mean, once you get to the hotel, it could get lost. And I suspect you'd recommend we you just don't ship it normal U.S. postal service if you're in the U.S., for example. Yeah, you use a shipping service that has signature guarantees and has tracking abilities, right? I mean, it's a fairly standard way of doing things nowadays for high-value goods and services that we're shipping, right? You want to be able to track it. You want to be able to guarantee that it got there. You've got to have proof that the hotel received your package, period. Now, look, we recommend FedEx in the U.S., and there's really a a really simple, I discovered a clever reason once when I was allowed back behind the front desk to look at packages. There was all kinds of regular boxes and different shapes and sizes and so on. But the one type of box that stood out was FedEx pre-prepared boxes. If you use FedEx packaging, it's distinctive and it's easier to find in a pile of boxes if you tell the front desk, hey, it's a FedEx box. And look, if you use somebody else, if you use UPS in the States or DHL or what have you, wherever you are, just try a simple trick of take a picture of the box before you ship it and print it out and then hand it to the front desk staff to help them look for the package. Right. And you would think that uh, shipping something via FedEx would um, suggest to the hotel, particularly if you had a signature of the person at the hotel staff who received that package, which is absolutely required, you would think that would be a guarantee that the hotel would then agree with you that, in fact, the package arrived. But that is, in fact, not true. (laughs) (laughs) I I assume you're referring to one of our recent escapades. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. But having a proof of signature 
that the package was received in general helps. Not in every hotel, but not in, in every hotel. Majority. That's part of the reason we're writing this cast, right? Once the package has been delivered, right, and you have notification online. And by the way, folks, I mean, if you're not giving yourselves at least two days leeway on a package, um, you're making a mistake. If you're having the package arrive the same day you are, I have no idea how your particular hotel handles who signs for packages and where the package might be. They might come to shipping and they may take a full day to get to the front desk when a bell staff person has a minute to bring them in a hand truck up to the front. You know, give yourself a couple of days. But look, once the package has been delivered, right, you're going to be able with using the right services, printing out, you're going to be able to print out the proof of signature from your, from the firm, right? Notify your hotel that it has arrived. When you arrive, tell the front desk staff who signed for it, okay? It's not that you need that person involved. I mean, Mike was referring to a situation where the hotel told us that because the staff person whose signature was shown didn't remember the package, perhaps FedEx was mistaken, right? You, you, don't, you don't want to get into, well, I want to talk to Jennifer because she signed for it. You just want the hotel staff not thinking nor saying the package may not have arrived, Okay, so them knowing that the package is there increases the chances they'll go beyond just doing their best and actually really work hard to try to find the package. Good. Now, if you get there, you have to check whether the package is there as soon as you arrive at the hotel, as Mark just said. But if it's not there, we hate to say this, but you have to escalate right away. The folks at the front desk are not package finders. And if you just leave with them, and you don't escalate pretty quickly, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah, right. I mean, front desk staff don't think of themselves as package finders. They think of themselves as folks who check people in. And there's almost always a steady stream of customers wanting to be checked in and finding a package, which they're not good at and they don't think of theirs as a job, they're not going to do very well. They're unlikely to be good at it. And so you need to get somebody else involved who will encourage them to do what needs to be done to find your package. Can I just mention one more thing? It occurs to me that we talked, you know, you know, just going back a little bit on packages, we talked about not having it delivered to your room. Let me add something to that. I thought, just thought about this. Don't let the front desk staff say, even if you haven't had it addressed to your room, well, now that we know your room, we'll deliver it to your room right? That may seem like a, a gigantic difference, but it's really not. The moment they say, we'll have it delivered to your room, that front desk staff person is going to forget about it. They may make a note. They may suggest somebody look for it, but you're still in Never Neverland. And if it hasn't come in an hour or two and you call down, they're going to say, well, we're looking for it. Well, you still have no sense of whether or not they actually have it or where it is or when it's going to get there. And if you've only arrived the day before and, and you arrived at five o'clock and now it's 8.30, how much longer are you willing to wait before you're going to get everybody on the hotel staff looking for your package that you need tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., right? So in addition to not having it shipped to your room or taken to your room by telling them so in advance, don't let them send you up to your room without your package. Have somebody start looking for it and encourage them to find it before you go. If, you, if they tell you, I'm going to go deliver it to your room or we'll have it delivered to your room, you'll never know. You'll yeah. be calling and you'll be wondering. So Another additional caution there. Sorry about that. Good point. Now, we talked earlier about walking through the BEO uh, when you arrive to make sure there's no problems. But one of the other things you need to do is plan for an AV walkthrough the day before. A lot of hotels are going to suggest that, hey, the AV guy is going to show up in the morning and he'll have it all set up 
prior to your presentation starting and right not a good idea right right yeah look there's an easy reason why too right it gives the hotel a chance to react to your requests and changes if you talk to them the day before okay part of this i've discovered is that av people once they're at the hotel don't want to go back to the av off-site location where they keep stuff often or if they're at the hotel they want to in then go home or if they're at the office they don't want to come over and then come back right and uh, they generally don't like leaving their equipment at the hotel overnight in many cases and so they don't want to come over late in the day to plan for the next morning and they think of themselves as professionals and therefore they don't need to set up something the night before that they've done a hundred times the morning of but remember they're going to be setting up the morning of the same way everybody else wants it based on what the what the av person wants who has no idea about presenting even if you're one of the attendees of the meeting and you're one of a number of presenters even if you're going to be able to see the room as an attendee the day of your presentation, we still recommend you plan for an AV walkthrough the day before. Now, let's make an important point here about making changes as well. You might think to yourself, well, if we manage things really tightly, changes should be at a minimum. And you'd be right. In, in most situations, we're recommending you, as we've said, that you, that you manage this process affirmatively, right? And so changes should be at a minimum. But it's not necessarily changes that you might make, right? The hotel, as we've already talked about, might make changes to your agreement. The room, for instance, your BEO, if you have one, they can change things without your approval and they're within their normal rights to do so. So it's a matter of you not just double checking what you want. It's double checking that the hotel is going to give you what they previously asked for. Okay. So if we're going to manage it affirmatively, here's some further suggestions, right? We've got to ask for a specific time for AV personnel to meet you. Set a time, set a location. Best location is obviously the room you're going to present in. Now, if, if somebody is in the room, you know, meet with AV folks when the room is free, even if it's 10 p.m., when the room is being broken down from the previous day's event. We regularly meet AV folks at 10 o'clock at night in the room that is a mess from the previous day. And you ask for a specific time because if you are told, hey, look, the AV people are in there, we'll page them. When do you start thinking they've gone home? Is it 8? Is it 9? Is it 10? And if they go home and say, oh, I'm so sorry we didn't catch them, now you're left to do something tomorrow morning. And it's yet another degree of freedom that you will have to deal with between 6 and 8 in the morning if you're one of the first presenters. Yeah, Get it done the night before and meet a specific person are at meet at a specific time and and let's go further ask for a specific name find out who the person the av person is that's going to meet you someone as as one of my bosses once told me mark someone quote unquote isn't accountable terry is if terry isn't there you can call the front desk and have terry found and brought to you right if you ask for someone you know, what happens in that situation? Hey, someone from AV was going to meet me. Oh, okay, sir. We'll see what we can do. And the front desk calls various departments and the calls sound like, hey, do you know anything about somebody meeting uh, with this person in ballroom A? No. Okay, I'll try somewhere else. And then they get interrupted by somebody checking in and they don't call every single department. And Maybe they don't know all the AV people's names, and so they don't know if Terry is a houseman or a banquets, banquets person or a catering person or an AV person. 
Yeah. Um, you've got to ask a particular person's name. So then you can call and say, okay, look, I was supposed to meet Terry of the AV staff here at 9 p.m. He's not here. Do you have a cell phone, a pager? Can we escalate to the AV manager's name? Yeah. And if you can, get Terry's phone number. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's not Terry not showing up. It's, you know, your your flight is late. You're scheduled to meet with somebody at 6 o'clock. Your flight's not going to arrive till 7. It'd be reasonable to give Terry a call and make sure that he can be there at 8 or 9 Yep. when you finally do arrive. And certainly, you would not be on the last flight of the day, right? You'd certainly, oh, yeah. If your flight were, were canceled, you'd have options, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah please, folks, don't, yes, don't be flying on the last flight of the day when the next day you're presenting. I mean, you may think I get a couple extra hours out of work, but that doesn't matter if you're, not, if you're then not there when you're supposed to be presenting. Yeah, that would be a big mistake. Okay, so then, obviously, then one of the things you got to do is test the house sound quality, the laptop connections, the video quality, all that kind of stuff. And again, you're doing it the night before. So if something goes wrong, you have an opportunity to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. You still have to check house sound, right? Ideally, we recommend you insist, if you will, you using the idea of managing this affirmatively, you insist you're going to check it with your setup, with your equipment. Now, look, sometimes it really is terrible, and so it's best to use speakers, but frankly, it's pretty rare. It has become the norm in a lot of AV companies to insist on speakers or to act as if speakers are better because, as Mike said, the sound fidelity is really, really high. We don't recommend that, and often that's more expensive. And look, you need to find out how to adjust sound in the room. Mike and I have both seen that hotel staff and AV personnel are, are motivated to keep you away from messing with their systems. And they try to send a message that they're customer service oriented by doing things for you. But look, that only works if they can respond in 20 seconds and they never can. And by the way, those of you who are thinking, well, I don't use house sound because sometimes it's possible that house announcements will be piped in through the house sound. That does rarely happen where a room is broken down and the house sound doesn't allow the sound to be broken down. That's a different issue. You have to ask if you're in a room that has um, sliding walls in it, like a a part of a ballroom or, or a configurable room. You have to ask, is there anybody else who will be hearing this sound or is anybody else's sound who might be piped in? But that's pretty darn rare. But you need to know where the the volume knob is. So in case someone else takes over and they're louder or softer than you, you'll be able to adjust it. And and sometimes if it's a bigger room, there'll be multiple handheld microphones for questions if you're up on a dais. And if that's the case, then you'll want to check each one of those microphones as well. Yeah, each one of those microphones with the people who will be speaking into them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, we said you're going to manage this affirmatively, but that doesn't mean that the hotel or AV folks are going to be excited about testing everything the night before. Many of them, in fact, pride themselves on being there super early, sir. We'll be there super early the morning of your presentation. And they're selling it as, you know, we're, we're willing to be here as early as you are. Unfortunately, as Wendy reminded me when we were talking about this cast a couple weeks ago, if you want to get a hotel person in a meeting room before 6 a.m., we mentioned that we start our conferences at 8 a.m., so we're in the room at 6 a.m. Well, Wendy or Maggie likes to be there before we are to make sure everything's just right. To get somebody in in a room before 6 a.m. is nearly impossible. You have to tip and beg and cajole. But them being there super early is not helpful in 
two ways. One, as we mentioned, it gives them less time to react to changes and you never know, something could happen the night before, okay? Or the second thing is they're not there, right? They say they're gonna be there at six or 6.05 or 6.15 or 6.30 and they're not there. And at what point, if they're supposed to be there at 6.30, at what point do you call? It's 6.35 or do you wait till seven when now you start sweating, am I gonna have the AV that I want for my presentation? What ends up happening here is if you wait until the morning, even if you have plenty of time in the morning, you're relying on their expertise within a tight time constraint. And if they fail due to time constraints, you're the one that looks less than professional. We're not saying they're not experts, but some experts need sometimes to physically go get something. It takes a half an hour or 45 minutes. Okay. And again, we'll talk about this in terms of arriving early. We want you to look like a professional and be ready. And if you're running around solving problems that you could have solved the night before and you're not shaking people's hands, you're not talking to people, you're not acting and looking and, and being relaxed, you don't come across as a professional. Particularly if you're the first presenter and everybody else the rest of the day is going to benefit from you and you're running around the, right before your presentation, you're all worried and nervous, but the rest of the people for the rest of the day, everything's fine for them. Now, we mentioned Terry earlier as the AV support person, but it, you know, if you meet Terry the night before and it's not Terry supporting you the next day, then having Terry's phone number is not going to help you a lot. So you need to find out who you're going to call for support. Now, make sure because hotels are going to say, well, call guest response, dial zero. You'll yeah. Get, you'll get somebody, they'll help you. They'll track somebody down, right? Or some other kind of general response number. Yeah, they actually, they, they market them, right? The at your service line. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the not at your service line. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, we <should> stri- <laughs> maybe we should strike that out. Well, it probably won't. Um, it doesn't work, particularly with AV. When you have a problem, you have a problem now. Your speaker's not working or there's crackling or the microphone's not working. What are you, you going to wait for a half an hour for somebody to show up? So you need to have the number, their beeper number, some way of getting hold of the AV person directly when you have an issue. And it also helps to have the banquet manager's name and cell number, right? You got to have that as well. Right. But I'd recommend you have the AV person's number and contact information as well. The person who's going to be supporting you that day. Right. Uh, One more thing. The last point we're going to do is arrive very, very early and be ready to work. There is one more thing that's not really related to AV, but it's related to hotels in general. And I think both Mike and I are feeling a little bit bad that we we don't mean to be raining on hotels parades because we spent many, many nights of our lives in hotels and we, we generally like them and we get good service. But presentations are a tough one because so many parts of the hotel are involved and, and nobody's really in charge in many locations, uh, many properties. Um, but one thing I, I will say that if you start to have real problems with service and you're wondering whether or not things are going to get done in a way that will allow you to present professionally. Because remember, even if you don't present professionally, you're still going to pay the hotel. And part of your agreement with the hotel is that they're going to provide you what you need. And as long as you're asking for something that you they previously agreed to, there's nothing wrong with affirming your, your desire to have it. But I'm just going to suggest if you really need help escalating the thing to do is to ask the manager on duty. And when a houseman or a bellman or a front desk person or a, a catering person, if, if there's a problem, not, not intentionally or, or maybe intentionally, who knows, and you don't know what to do and you're not getting the right answer and someone is putting their foot down when in fact you have evidence that they ought not to be on the BEO, for instance, 
simply say, hey, I'd like to talk to the manager on duty. Uh, would you please bring the manager on duty here? Now, mind you, what they will say is, well, I'll be happy to solve your problem for you. And you say, hey, thank you for that. And I'd like to talk to the manager on duty. And, and if you'll remember, we recommended you say MOD, right? Well, sir, uh, if you'll tell me what it's about, perhaps I can address it. Well, what it's about is I'd like to talk to the MOD, please. And if you don't get a good answer from the MOD or somebody says, well, he's busy, he's unavailable, say, I'd like to speak to the general manager, please. Don't be afraid when you get into the last few hours or if you're really stunned that it's night and day different from what you've previously agreed to. If you really feel like there's being a service breakdown, don't hesitate. We're not suggesting it's a knee-jerk response to every small problem. If they can't find your package in 15 minutes, don't ask to speak to the MOD. We ask you to use your judgment and calling for the MOD or in a really egregious case, calling for the general manager is not inappropriate. And I define egregious as you believe, particularly the day of, something is not happening, which is going to affect your ability to present to your audience, which is why you're in the hotel to begin with. So don't be afraid to escalate. Yeah, good point. There is a mistake of, of thinking that because these folks, the hotel folks, are doing it every single day, that you are not the expert. And therefore, you're going to defer to them. And unfortunately, most of them have not done it every single day for the rest of their lives because there's so much turnover. And in the end, it doesn't matter. You're responsible for the results. You're responsible for the impact you're going to have on your audience. Even if you're a little nervous or a little unsure of yourself, you need to assert yourself if you want to have the results that you need to have. Yeah, I think it's a good point. They think of themselves as an expert. They see themselves, right? They can't see us and we can't see them. But after 20 plus years, we have a good sense of it. And for people like us, we present more than they prepare for presentations. And more importantly, preparing for the presentation is not what's important. It's the actual presentation. And they're thinking about process and you're thinking about end result. Uh, and if the process is perfect and the end result is terrible and they say we followed the process and then they get a really bad end, you get a really bad end result because of lack of support, that's a failure. Whereas if the process is a total failure in their minds, it's totally messed up and the final result is perfect and there's a great presentation with logistics all being taken care of, I would argue that's a success. And not to drag this point out too far, the hotel staff is, you're absolutely right, are going to evaluate the event based on how well the process flowed. But the fact is, they are not observing your presentation. They're not in the room. They have right. no Good idea point. whatsoever whether or not your presentation yeah. was successful or not. And they can walk away thinking the thing's complete success and your audience doesn't. And that right. is not a success from your perspective. <laughs> right. For most uh, hotel staff, if you're in the room, on time presenting, even if they're messing with something in the back because it was a small change or they ran out of fish or the cookies have changed or whatever, or a houseman showed up late for work that day. If you're in the room presenting, it's a success, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's not the standard. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So our last point, I think we've mentioned this, but you have to arrive incredibly early before your presentation and be ready to work. And we say early, we show up two hours before the start of the day. And if Maggie and Wendy are with us, they show up two and a half hours before we start. And we've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah. And we still show up early. 
And look, we do this with clients too, and clients are stunned. And folks, if you're fairly new to presenting and a hotel person says, well, no, we can be there an hour before. Remember, we started out by saying, be affirmative about this. Say to them, no, I want to be there two hours in advance. Okay, insist on this. If you have to, find an open door into the what we call the back of the house and ask a houseman, I'm trying to get into this room, would you please unlock it? Find a security guard and get them to unlock your room so you can get into your room. Okay? <laughs> We've, you done never, We've done yeah, that. Yeah, I've times. done that. I, I go up to him and say, do you have a key? I have to get into the room that I'm presenting in. You never know until you walk into the room whether things will have been done as promised. Remember my story about how, losing all the stuff off the walls in Indianapolis, right? As we have recommended in other presentation guidance, be so ready that you aren't working furiously right up to the start of your presentation. Be ready an hour before so you can greet your guests, you can greet your participants, you can greet your audience members, you can appear relaxed and comfortable rather than rushing around. You don't want to be wiping sweat off your brow or putting on your suit coat at the last minute because there's stuff that's not done that you could have managed assertively, affirmatively 24 hours or even 12 hours before. Folks, I promise you, the time you think your room is finally ready and you don't show up until 45 minutes before your presentation because you checked everything the night before is the morning that things are going to be a disaster. And conversely, we're also telling you, if you show up two hours before, Murphy's Law are going to keep it so that it was exactly like you left it the night before. And we still recommend coming in two hours before. Drink some coffee, relax a little bit, but be there two hours before at a minimum. Yeah, that's how the professionals do it. Yep, exactly. And right, we know what we're doing. And oftentimes, we're busy for an hour and a half beforehand, even though we checked it the night before. And we do this... 30 times a year, right? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I wish it were not so. I'd rather yeah. get another hour and a half worth of sleep, but unfortunately, that's not the way it works. Okay, so um, wrapping up real quickly here. We recommended you manage the location staff affirmatively. I know this is a long cast. We had a lot of specific recommendations. Hope that helps you all. Please manage your advanced shipments tightly. Ship with FedEx, bring a signature, and make sure you don't go upstairs to your room without your without seeing your stuff. Let's make it, let's put it, make it simple and say without seeing your stuff. Plan for an AV walk through the day before. Understand that AV staff don't work for the hotel. It may be a little bit harder. You may have to plan a little bit more. And of course, arrive very, very early before your presentation, be ready to work. We wish it were easier, okay? We don't mean this is an indictment of the hotel industry because we've had hotels that do it very, very well. But it's not as easy as we want it to be. After 25 years of presenting nearly everywhere on the globe, we can say categorically there's no silver bullet to this stuff. It is just plain hard work to manage it, to reduce your levels of freedom, your level of uncertainty, to reduce the chances of a disaster. Managing your logistics happens every trip, and it takes really assiduous advance work and follow-up and follow-up and follow-up. It, it would seem that Murphy lives in hotels. Okay, If you catch yourself assuming something, about what's going to happen. You're in dangerous territory. You're going to make decisions based on what may end up being faulty later. Keep a checklist, trust nobody, and be thankful when all this hard work achieves, maybe not even success, but it achieves the absence of an unmitigated disaster. There you go. All right, my friend. Thanks, partner. Thank you. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>